Hello, everyone. It's Joyce Davis, Pin Lives Outreach and Opinion Editor, and this is Battleground PA. We are fully engaged on this battleground, and uh, of course, we have to talk about the president and how he's doing after his diagnosis with coronavirus. Stay tuned. I'll be joined by Rajette Harris, representing the Democrats, and uh, Republican analyst Jeffrey Lord. Stay tuned. We will be right back. This is Battleground PA, and live podcast discussing the issues that matter to Pennsylvanians and documenting the events in our state that will shape the battle for your vote in the 2020 presidential elections. Hello, we are back. It's Joyce Davis, Penn Lives Outreach and Opinion Editor. And yes, this is Battleground PA. We are about to start a conversation that's going to take a look at how the president of the United States is dealing with his coronavirus diagnosis. But for now, I'd like you to engage with us. Why don't you send us an email at battlegroundpa.org? Or you can check us out on Twitter or Facebook at Battleground PA. Okay, guys, how are you doing? Rajette Harris, I'm assuming you are there. I am here. We're around 27 days out from that's absolutely right. And yes, when we are still uh, remote and, and uh, battling and trying to keep from getting the cor- coronavirus, unlike, unfortunately, our president who has come down with it. Right, Jeffrey? How are you doing today? I hope you're OK. I'm doing just great. Uh, although I must say, I, I had no idea there was an election. I, 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 what, what did I what did I miss? <laughs> you're, you're, a comedian, okay? you're not the only one. <laughs> All right, so guys, let's get into it. I mean, we got to start off with uh, with the break, the top news. Frankly, that the president is still battling the coronavirus. He he was diagnosed with it. So Jeffrey, what? I mean, it seems as if uh, it's hard to know, but it seems as if he's doing okay. He's not in any serious suffering. But what are what is the latest, Jeffrey? If you have it. Well, all I all I know is I think basically what everybody outside of the White House knows. Is, is that he has? He's doing fairly well with it, and um, he will go on. He, he said yesterday that he wants to debate. Um, so uh, I, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that debate is scheduled for the fifteenth. Is that right? That's correct. Um, and uh, you know, so on with the show. In one way or another. Um, they can accommodate this because I know that Biden has now said, well, if he's got the virus, he doesn't want to debate him. Um, You know, you can accommodate this stuff with, I think they're using plexiglass for tonight's vice presidential debate. You could do separate sound stages. You can do virtual. There's all kinds of ways to uh, accommodate this. I mean, good Lord, this is, this is nothing compared to the presidential, the two presidential conventions when that was really topsy-turvy and they had to turn the whole thing inside out and upside down to get it done and they both got it done so a debate yeah, should be well, easy I, I, I hear what you're saying but 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 uh, i'm going to tell you it's kind of cavalier to be 
someone who actually has the virus. It's not just whether they have it. They have the virus. We know the virus is contagious. There will be lots of people there. And to cavalierly say, well, don't worry about it. Just risk your life. I don't know. Uh, Rajat, what, how are you guys? Uh, is, the, is the vice president really going to take the chance of, of stepping into a room uh, on a stage where there's someone else with the coronavirus right there spewing it out? I don't think so. Uh, he did say that he would listen to what you know the experts said. Um, if he is positive, um, continue. I, I agree that they'll probably do it virtual or something of that nature. Um, even tonight, vice presidential debate, um, and the vice president Pence is still tested negative. They're going to have uh, plexiglass and, and whatnot to protect individuals. What I find interesting is that we have a real life example of how the virus spreads, because it's not just the president that has it. It was some of his debate prep individuals like Chris Christie. I think there's 11 or 12 members of his staff, a couple of secret servicemen. We kind of have a real life example of how easily it spreads. And we also can show, you know, what happens depending on what type of health care you have. Um, sort of how people react to it. Uh, some people obviously are getting sicker than others. Some are still in the hospital. Some aren't. But I think it's a it's an unfortunate experiment that we're seeing how quickly it spreads and how important contact tracing is. Well, it's apparently 32 people who have, at least according to Politico, 32 people have tested positive in uh, in related to to the president. Um, Jeffrey, I mean, I know you were at uh, some of at least one of the events when he came to uh, Harrisburg. At that point, we're assuming he didn't have it. But has there been any kind of spread here in Pennsylvania? I haven't heard of any. Uh, no. None of and your friends it, have tested positive or are concerned or are quarantining or anything? Not that I, I mean, it's, I suppose it's always possible, but <clears throat> I haven't heard a thing. And, and, and I have to say, in a physical sense, they kept him away from the crowd. Um, he was he was isolated. I mean, for example, he, he saw me and gave me a shout-out, but it was a shout-out. He didn't come over and talk to me. I mean, that, that just lucky. was verboten. <laughs> You're lucky about that, because who knows? <laughs> the one thing that we need to talk about, though, is, I mean, the example that's being said. Again, I do think it, um, it, 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 it's been good that people have expressed sympathy, have expressed concern over his, and, of course, the First Lady as well. Has, has been diagnosed with this. So it is good that we express concern, but I, I'm still concerned. People are worried about the behavior. Uh, clearly, the president is on drugs. He, uh, he talks about the drugs that he thought the, the uh, Vice President Biden was on, but he's on powerful drugs, that some of which have an, uh, the ability to affect your thinking, your mental capabilities. I mean, h- how are you responding to that, Jeffrey? And then I'll let Rajette weigh in here. Well, I don't, I, you know, I, I think if there were a problem, we would we would know it. We would know it in this day and you know age. It. Are you You're kidding? At, it seems to be erratic behavior going on with with you know, stepping out and while you're sick and doing joy rides. I mean, that that seems to me to be not very wise behavior. I mean, I, I you're, well, you're, Joyce. I mean, I, I'll take issue with that easily. Oh, How do you think he got there? He got there because he walked out of the White House with Secret Service agents, got on an enclosed helicopter with Secret Service agents got off the helicopter with Secret Service agents, got into a motorcade that took him a few hundred feet to the entrance of the hospital and went in surrounded by Secret Service agents into that presidential suite, which had 
Secret Service agents. All he did. We're talking about judgment here. It's one thing if your emergency being brought to a hospital. It's another when you just decide. All all he was doing was was giving a shout out to his supporters. And he did nothing that he hadn't already done and wasn't going to do when he left. We're shouting out right now remotely and nobody's getting infected with the coronavirus. But, Bridget, maybe there's another view here. What's your thoughts? Well, it's normal behavior of the president. He takes everything very casually. I think it was very reckless for him to make a comment um, uh, on the verge of it's no big deal if you get um, the way he just took his mask off, uh, being infected with the coronavirus, still putting out the image that wearing a mask isn't important. Um, it's, It's reckless behavior, but it's nothing that we haven't seen over the past three and a half years. You know, the president well, me, is very clear. The president is very clear as to who he is. And the voters have to accept that and decide if that's what they want for another four years as we get closer to the November 3rd. Go ahead, Jeffrey. Two, two points. Number one, Joe Biden was uh, right over there in Gettysburg just yesterday. And what did he do? He took off his mask while he's standing in front of a whole bunch of people. Um, and he has done this before. And I'm not criticizing for it. I'm just saying if we're going to if we're going to say removing your mask in front of people is a bad thing, then we you know playing field here. But there's something else that, that, that goes to this. And I just want to call to everybody's attention something called the Great Barrington Declaration, which was organized by um, uh, disease, infectious disease experts from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. And basically what they're saying is they're talking about what they call focus protection. And it's and these are scientists and there's a lot of them, 2,300 medical and health scientists and 2,500 practitioners who have signed on to this, and they're basically saying that Americans need to live with the virus and figure out how to get along with it because it's going to be here, and I just find that fascinating that this is this is serious science here, and these people are saying. I get your point, but the scientists say. There are ways that you mention virus. One is you wear your mask when you're around people, especially within six feet. The second is to socially distance. And the, and the third is to follow strict hygiene. But I'll tell you, the other thing is to limit your risk. Don't go around people that you know have the coronavirus if you can avoid it. And if you have it, don't go around other people. Quarantine. That is accepted science. If I've got the coronavirus, I should stay away from other people to ri- to avoid giving it to them. So, I mean, the, the concern also is that this is spreading through throughout the White House and throughout government. I mean, we're hearing I, 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 we're hearing that many of the military, the top brass are coming down with this or at least are quarantined. One has come down with it. Apparently someone with the Coast Guard, one of those officials. That is of concern to national security, isn't it, Rochelle? It is. It is. And as we saw in the news yesterday, many of our top military have to quarantine themselves because of some of the individuals becoming um, infected with the virus. And I just want to real quickly refute something that Jeffrey said. I mean, the president has been mocking Uh, the former vice president for wearing a mask. Even at their first presidential debate, he mocked him. And there's a difference between taking your mask off at a podium to give a speech and just going out on your balcony, taking your mask off for some type of symbolism that it doesn't matter. You can't compare one to the other. 
Well, Jeffrey, I think, is saying that people weren't necessarily around him to be exposed. But, Jeffrey, I'm thinking there were photographers and other people there who could have been exposed. Or was he by himself on the map? I mean, somebody was taking the picture. He would, well, the television picture was from down below at, at a distance. You know, I mean, they have, as you know, everybody knows, they have close-up lens that they can do with that. So he was standing there by himself. There's no so question about that. We can't forget, that. too, though, that everyone doesn't have the president's health care. Everyone doesn't get tested several times a day. So you can't be so casual in his position. And, you know, I, I does not I, have access. And you know <laughs> how I am about that word access. But everyone doesn't have access to the health care that he has. So he I, has, I have to say he needs to take this more seriously. That's the point I'm making. One of the things that concerns me with these quote unquote tests uh, it, it it baffles me. No one is getting near the president or Joe Biden or their running mates without being tested. And if everybody shows up negative and then the president gets it, how does that happen? I mean, I genuinely that just doesn't make sense. Don't so, know. You've been following this thing. You know that you can be tested right now and two seconds later contract the virus. It's just not a sense of security. That, but smart people know that. People who want to ignore the facts will ignore them, and they will get sick. They'll come down with the coronavirus. They'll end up in the hospital. And if they got great medical care, they might survive. But the facts are these. You cannot trust the test. Two seconds later, you could contract the virus. All right. So so that everybody knows that. But my concern is that or we really have someone who is risking spreading this disease amongst the people we need to stay healthy and to protect our country, that our military are all. It looks like the, the West Wing is almost empty with people. It, it's just continuing to spread. And the message, please, the message being sent to the public is one of, oh, don't worry about it. You'll survive it. Hundreds of and those three or four. Well, uh, this is exactly what these scientists are saying. Have the virus. I'm sorry, Jeffrey. The scientists are not saying just ignore the. I mean, I, they're not saying ignore the virus. This is a serious pandemic. No, they're and saying to live with it. Yes, you learn to live with it by practicing the social distancing, by quarantining if you have it. Things that we don't see the president uh, promoting or doing. Or behaving, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I wish I could I could give him a break on this one because we all hope he will get better and survive this. But he cannot lead other people down a garden path that that will lead to death. Well, uh, Joyce, or, I or mean, the one thing I have to say is that the, the collateral damage from all these government lockdowns. I mean, everything from uh, lower child. I'm I'm reading here. I'm taking some notes. Lower childhood vaccination rates, worsening cardiovascular. Uh, cardiovascular disease outcomes, fewer cancer screenings, deteriorating mental health, uh, greater excess mortality. Um, I, I mean, on and on and on and on. Th this has not worked the way it was supposed to work. Yes, I, when I look at it, I agree. It's a, it's a horrible thing, but unfortunately, it's the price we have to pay, a temporary price until we get a trusted vaccine, which is coming. I mean, we, we are, well, there is some hope even on the Democrat side that eventually, right, we're going to get a vaccine. Yes, yes, we will. That's the, goal. No question. That's the goal. But, you know, we can't also forget that there are at least three, if not four, Republican senators that also came down with the virus this week. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, going back to my original point when I first 
uh, started speaking, we are getting examples of what happens when you wear a mask regularly and when you don't. Now, obviously, there are people who wear a mask that contract the virus as well. I'm not saying that's foolproof, but you're 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 more likely to keep yourself and others healthy if you do wear a mask. And the individuals that we see that have been wearing a mask are the ones that have been contracting the virus more frequently. Well, we're going to come back to this conversation, but we've got to take a break. Just, just there, and we'll be right back to continue our conversation about the virus, about the governor uh, basically winning some some uh, battles here regarding uh, restrictions on this on on gatherings. But stay tuned; we will be right back. Okay, we are back. And if you want to join this animated conversation, you can do so by sending an email to battlegroundpa.org. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Battleground PA. Okay, uh, we have talked about uh, the concerns over the president and, and uh, first of all, concerns for his health and also concerns over his behavior and the example he's setting. And, I, of course, we're not seeing eye to eye on that with Jeffrey. Jeffrey thinks everything is just fine. But let's move on. The governor, apparently, uh, Governor Wolf, has uh, won some uh, some victories regarding whether he has the right to kind of put in restrictions here during this pandemic. Are you satisfied with how uh, things are going? with regard to uh, the governor, Rajat. Yes, and I wasn't surprised to see him um, sort of win that appeal. Um, I was surprised to see, though, that the Supreme Court is not going to take it up. Um, So, you know, he's going to be able to implement his restrictions, which uh, they have. Again, uh, there's some changes. But like I've said all this time, I really think he's trying to do the best he can to walk that fine line with that balance by giving. But also trying to keep people safe. And I mean, this gets to to Jeffrey's point as well, that we have to figure out a way to manage this to continue a living while protecting our health. But uh, do you have any concerns over the governor's ability to be able to walk that fine line, Jeffrey? Yeah, I do. I, I just, I just think that governors, just in general, Governor Wolf or any other governor, uh, has to be careful not to exceed their authority. They are, after all, governors, not dictators. And uh, I, I do think that certainly there has been sentiment abroad in Pennsylvania that Governor Wolf uh, has overstepped that line. Um, the same concern is out there in Michigan with Governor Whitmer. Um, uh, and I understand this is a learning experience and all of that, and we have to we have to figure out ways to do it. But um, we have a state constitution and a federal constitution for a reason, and that is to put limits on the power of people who hold these offices. Well, that's true, but we can't forget too that they are elected to uh, protect the welfare of you know the population that elected them. So in this case, it's the whole state. So, you know, Governor Wolf has to think of the needs and wants of the entire state, not just one constituency. And that's the problem. Some people care more about their individual rights than the rights of, of the entire state as a whole. So that's the fine line that he is walking. And apparently, it's, I mean, it's been challenged and challenged and challenged in courts. And he's come out that, yes, he has the right to do this. Frankly, I thank God, because somebody's got to be looking out for health first and for pocketbook issues second. That's just how I come down on this. And I know you guys may disagree, but it, it's like you can't 
have any money and spend it if you're not alive. So anyway, let's talk about Biden coming to Gettysburg. Did he achieve what he hoped to achieve with that, uh, Rajette? I mean, he got his message up, up across. Um, you know, one of the messages that he pushed is that you can be for racial justice and um, support the police, which is something that the Republicans are trying to make people take one side over the other. You know, he talked about the divisions among the American public that have grown under this current presidency. Um, so, you know, he did. Uh, I do think he got his message across. Uh, Pennsylvania is a state, frankly, that both candidates need. So I wasn't surprised to see him back in the mid-state so quickly. Well, Jeffrey, I, I mean, I'm sure you paid attention to Biden coming here, but you know the polls are showing that uh, he he's, seems to be pulling on out ahead. It's almost, I mean, the uh, latest uh, Monmouth University poll uh, shows of regular Pennsylvania voters shows 54 percent are with the president with uh, Biden and 42 percent uh, prefer President Donald Trump. Now, it this seems to be a race that is quickly, um, you know, pulling away from the president. What are your thoughts on that? Well, Joyce, I am holding in my hand a November 2nd, 2016 CBS poll, Monmouth poll, and the headline, poll wrap, Clinton leads Trump in Pennsylvania. (laughs) And it goes on to say that, uh, in essence, Hillary Clinton is most probably, by the end of the day, going to win Pennsylvania. And we all know that didn't happen. And I'm just suggesting I, at this point, just don't believe these polls. I just don't think they're accurate. I think there are Trump supporters out there who don't want to say that they're Trump supporters and they're, you know, misleading, but not not misleading, but they're silent when they're asked or they give another answer here. I just don't trust them, frankly. And I think with reason at this point, uh, I mean, everybody was led to believe that Hillary Clinton was going to win uh, and big time and including Hillary Clinton believed it and probably still believes it to this day. Well, um, that's a, a Jeffrey raises a good point there. These polls, frankly, even we have said, don't trust the polls, but looking at this snapshot, it really looks pretty bad for the president. Are you also skeptical about these polls? Oh, definitely. Um, they're encouraging. Don't get me wrong because they're consistent and they're consistent among, uh, more liberal pollers, pollsters. They're consistent among uh, more conservative pollsters. And if you look at polls at some of the congressional races um, in Pennsylvania, they are looking very what good for the uh, Democrat candidates as well. But in the end, the only poll that matters is the vote. So I know at least here in Dauphin County, we are working as if we are behind to make sure we get our voters out. Well, let, let's stick with this poll a little bit, though, because here's one of the, the things. I mean, some people are saying the, the president's behavior with the virus has really hurt him amongst people our age, Jeff. You, you got to admit, we're normally more careful about uh, and want to see people act with sobriety, especially for health. And we want to pe- see people careful and we want to see some wisdom in how you approach things as you get a little gray in your hair. You're less kind of uh, uh, prone to want to see erratic behavior. Don't you think this is hurting him amongst folks our age, Jeffrey? No, you are the real I voters don't. out there. <laughs> 
I, I don't. And, and let me just one of the things that I think is not being measured in these polls, and I've seen it firsthand. I saw it in Harrisburg uh, when the president was here. It and and I, for lack of a better term, call it the intensity factor or the enthusiasm factor. I mean that place absolutely packed. And um, the, uh, the, the Trump supporters, just in general, are incredibly enthusiastic. And I don't see that enthusiasm, frankly, for Joe Biden. Uh, and I, I do think that that can play a real role in this election because these people are going to, on the Trump side, are going to crawl over glass to get this done. And I don't see question, that kind of enthusiasm out there. Yeah, the question I'm asking, though, is that from at least some of the polling data with regard to people, uh, the baby boomers, that he's lost some support there. And so they're not enthusiastic. In fact, they're kind of soured and they're not going to crawl over anything, it seems, to vote for him simply because they don't see a stable person there. Um, But 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 uh, Rochette, what about the young people and what about this enthusiasm that he's talking about? Are people now more enthusiastic over for uh, for for Biden? Well, it's not just enthusiasm for Biden, but it's enthusiasm to get rid of Trump. (laughs) There's a lot of enthusiasm to remove Trump as president and to put someone more, frankly, stable in that position. And uh, that's what we would have with former Vice President uh, Biden. I also think people, um, even those who are more progressive, are starting to warm up to the vice president's policies, even though some of them aren't as progressive as they would like. But at least he is laying out a vision for the country. Again, President Trump and the Republicans have no platform this year. They're not they still haven't told us what they want to do if elected for another four year term. And we already know what we got for the first four-year term. So who wants to sign up for another four years? <laughs> what, what is the platform? Tell us, what, what clearly is the president aiming to do the next four years? Oh, I, I think uh, more on the economy, absolutely. More on the federal courts, absolutely. Um, uh, the whole what? the whole <laughs> relationship with China, I mean, is is a mess because of the virus. I mean, we were making progress with this, and then the virus hit. And, you know, you've got a whole world that's uh, not happy with the Chinese. And, and uh, the president's really going to have to – whoever is president, frankly, is going to have to play a real role in getting – you know, in dealing with that. And I frankly don't know what the answer is to it. Well, I agree uh, that these are issues, but we're talking about what is he planned to do? Is there anything laid out that he really as as Sure, put put more more Amy Coney Barrett's on the court, courts at all level? Sure, that's quite specifically. I mean, I've talked to him myself about about that. What about health care? Is that the other thing? Does he have anything out there? I know you were caring about that as well. Is there anything that's actually out there, what he's planning to do? Uh, you know, Joyce, you got me on that one, I, and I will have to go do my uh, my because homework on it. But he did the the, the mandate, uh, which I think was a good thing, was driving people crazy. Mm-hmm. But what's he going to replace it with? That's the problem. We all know he doesn't like the Affordable Care Act. He ran on that the first time. But what does he want to replace it with? There's, you don't know because he has no plan. That's why you can't articulate for him what he would do in health care. He hasn't said all he continually says is he wants to continue to eat away at the Affordable Care Act. But he has not articulated what he wants to put in, in the replace of it. And that's not just him. 
uh, Mitch McConnell, none of the Republicans are saying what they want to do. Well, yeah, again, I know that is of concern to everybody, especially during a pandemic. We've got to know if you get rid of uh, this, uh, the Obamacare, then what is what's going to be the Trump care? And that's my question. going to be the Trump thing. I understand that there are issues with the Affordable Care Act. We all know that. There's there's some really great parts that need fixed. But at least Vice President Biden is putting forth what he wants to do. Whether you like having a public option or not, he has a plan. The president is not putting forth a plan. All he's doing is ripping apart uh, Joe Biden's plan. But what is his? Now that that's a good point, and I think it, the, as he faces this virus and the, the coronavirus, is concerned as whether is he able to really focus. I, it, again, Jeffrey, he pulled out of the stimulus, um, uh, the, you know, negotiations. I mean, yeah, and I'm glad he did. I mean, Nancy Pelosi was in essence trying to uh, blackmail him. Um, so, so you just I, abandoned I mean, the American public, this, the people out there this, who need food on the table. Yeah, well, so why isn't she thinking about that? I mean, she didn't want to, She didn't want to do it because she didn't want to give him a political victory. That's why she cared more about politics than she cared about people, and that's why she did it. Engaged is what I'm saying. Shouldn't he keep fighting for the American people? Because let me tell you, you're the one, Jeffrey, who said the economy is going to make or break whether the president gets reelected, and the economy right. is horrible. I mean, and people are worried. That it's well, the economy is the, the economy is doing all right considering everything we've been through here. Um, well, take out the consistent but, but, but she, I mean, what she wanted to do is blame him for this and use it as an election issue. And, yeah, but you're forgetting uh, you know, one important thing, though. The Congress, led by uh, uh, the Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, has already passed two bills to address this issue. The first one was the HEROES Act back in like June or July, and there was one more recent that the Republicans wouldn't even talk to the Democrats about as far as coming to a compromise with it. And what happened well, to the I, Art I of mean, the Deal? I guess... Did President Trump uh, write a book called The Art of the Deal? Isn't that why he ran the first time that I'm the deal maker? I'm going to go to Congress and make a deal and get everything done? So and why you know, is he it abandoned? Is... It is entirely possible that this is a negotiating uh, routine. Well, there you go. Maybe that's it. Maybe because that's my because own. he has he has said repeatedly you have to be able to get up and walk away from the table, and in essence, one. that's what he's just done. <laughs> you got never count your money sitting at the table. <laughs> Right. He's the art of the deal. But let's move on, guys. Let's talk now about the final thing we're going to talk about. And that is the debate between the vice presidential candidates. It's already got controversy surrounding it. Right. We've we're whether there's going to be plexiglass or no plexiglass has the has the vice president, Vice President Pence, finally given in and said, yes, he'll accept the plexiglass. Yeah. Yeah. There is going to be plexiglass. All right. Uh, It's my understand. It's my understanding. Both both candidates are there in Utah, in what is it, Salt Lake City, I assume. And uh, they have uh, both, or at least certainly, I know the vice president has done what all the candidates do in these situations. They do a walkthrough ahead of time. And uh, he did his walkthrough and the plexiglass was there and, you know, on they go. Okay. All right. So that's been resolved because I think that's a good thing. All right. Before I turn it over to Rajet, are you a little worried that the that the vice president, who's kind of low key, is going to meet a prosecutor? 
No, I'm not at all. I, I think what we're going to see here is, San, to, to borrow an old phrase from Reagan era and Gene Kirkpatrick, we're going to see a San Francisco Democrat against uh, Mr. Indiana. I'll take it. <laughs> all right. Well, Rajat, what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, how do you think this is going to turn out uh, tonight? Well, uh, Kamala Harris, our, our vice president candidate, is going to hold Vice President uh, Pence to the fire. He has, now has a record. He is going to have to defend the Trump-Pence record. He's going to have to explain why there is no stimulus package for people. Um, he's going to have to explain the erratic behavior of the president. He's going to have to explain the response to coronavirus. He's going to have to explain um, the, the record. And I do expect more substance in this debate. I don't expect him to act the way the president acted, you know, during the first debate. So in that sense, I do think we're going to get more substance, but he's going to have to respond to his record. This isn't about the East East Coast versus um, <laughs> the Midwest or whatever. This is about people's lives, and he's going to have to answer to the record. People want to know, why should we give you another four years? What are you going to do for us? Well, guys, it still is proving to be a most interesting uh, election period. That That is for sure. Who knew the October surprise could be the president comes down with the coronavirus? And we don't know what's in store even over these next few weeks. But I hey, will just... We'll, go ahead, Joyce, I just flag one breaking news story, okay. uh, and we'll know more, but it's about this business of declassifying uh, all these national security documents and and what President Obama was told or what Vice President Biden was told by the CIA director in terms of Russia and all this kind of thing. So that's well, unfolding that's as we speak, and maybe we'll talk election. about it next week. That'll galvanize the electorate for sure in the middle of all this coronavirus. Well, let's hang in there and talk about it next week. Until then, please keep your antenna up and watch developments, especially with this debate. And uh, we look forward to seeing you, our, our listeners, again next week right here on Battleground PA. Again, send us an email at uh, battlegroundpa.org or check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Battleground PA. Until then, stay tuned. Bye-bye. <laughs> this is Battleground PA, a live podcast discussing the issues that matter to Pennsylvanians and documenting the events in our state that will shape the battle for your vote in the 2020 presidential elections.